Welcome everyone to the Hotel Nerd Network brought to you by Anchor. What's Anchor you say? It is an easy way to make a podcast like this one for free. That's right, I said it, for free. But not only that, you can record from the comfort of your home, on the PC, or on the go with your phone. They have everything you need to make a podcast in one place. The best feature is that they even distribute the podcast for you on multiple platforms, so you don't have to stress on getting your content out there for the world to hear. If you're looking for a free and easy way to make a podcast, download the Anchor app on your mobile device or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now please sit back and enjoy the show. I heard you. Okay, what's the We're live. All right. All right, episode 12 of the Hotel Nerd Podcast. I had to think about that for a minute. <laughs> I'm Chris from Hotel Nerd. And I'm John from Movie Lovers Unite. And uh, we're going to start out. We have two pieces of breaking news right now. Uh, this one broke earlier today. I'm going to pull a picture up here. Uh, you remember from Lord of the Rings, this picture right here, that is <clears throat> actor Bruce Allpress. He is he played Eldor in the Two Towers from the Lord of the Rings. So that's his character there. And if you're a Power Rangers fan, you'll also remember him from Power Rangers Jungle Fury as Master Font. <clears throat> He was one of the spirit rangers in that series. Uh, he passed away today at 89 from Lou Gehrig's disease. Damn. So, some sad news to come out of that, unfortunately. It just seems like we just keep getting hit with bad news this year for unbeknownst reasons. <laughs> But the one thing I can say about that, though, is at least the guy got a chance to live his life, and he lived, like, a long life. So, you know, it's sad, but I'm glad that, you know, it wasn't someone that was younger. Yeah. And here's a nice picture that was just put up about a half hour ago with somebody on Twitter. I'm not familiar with who it was that did it. But I also seen it in the Hasbro uh, Power Rangers page that Alfonso runs or helps run up here the rangers that have passed away with the rangers that are still around here at the bottom so i didn't realize that the silver dino passed uh to be honest with you i don't even know who that is (laughs) I, i can't i don't know who that is either honestly this is ty tran from mighty morphin um I can't remember his name for the life of me. He's the one who committed suicide here late last year. Unfortunately, he was a great actor, actually. He was actually the best part of uh, Ninja Storm. Udana, she passed away from cancer. And now Master Font. So, for any Power Rangers fans that watch... Uh, it's uh, not a great day today. And our second piece of breaking news 
is that we had another actor pass away today. Uh, I'm going to butcher this name for the life of me, unfortunately. Dimitri Diatechno. You probably said it better than I could. No, I don't know. I always get Siri to go ahead and spell it out for me and speak it to me so that we won't, won't be butchering names. Yeah, I have a really good have the butchering names too. Uh, but he's from Sons of Anarchy. He was found dead at his home today, age 52, and the cause is unknown. So, and from what I was reading, he was slumped over a chair. So it sounded like it might have been a heart attack. At least that's my educated guess. Right. You know, it's just sad that he wound up dying. As a matter of fact, I don't even remember him on Sons of Anarchy. I know you don't watch the show, but, you know, he must have just played like a little small part and everything, and that's why I don't remember him. But he also played in G.I. Jane and a couple of other movies. He was also in the Chernobyl Diaries as well. That's where I probably saw him at, because I did watch a couple of episodes of that. Hey, we have a couple of viewers, and uh, Kiara actually typed in a hello to us, so I typed one back, so on video, I'll say hello to Kiara, I hope I'm pronouncing your name correctly. <laughs> I'm not sure who the other person is, but whoever you are, if you want to, uh, chat along with us, if you have questions or comments, chat along, and we'll get to them as we go here. So, and as I say that, that person runs away. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> like about like my life. <laughs> Maybe it was Shel Sheldon from uh, the Big Bang Theory and everything. As soon as you said hi to him, he goes the other way. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but yeah. So I have a uh, couple more announcements here. Uh, there's three topics that we were going to cover, but they are so vast that when we get to the movie news, we're going to have a crawl down at the bottom of the screen uh, for all the changes that have happened this week for uh, release dates. Same for all the delayed anime that's been announced, uh, all the notable ones anyhow. Uh, because there's way too much uh, for me to put it all in one ticker. And the same for the anime Comic-Cons. We're going to have a ticker for that as well. Because it's it's way it's just way too much just to cover, like, for to remember in our brains. So we're going to have a ticker there for us to cover things and for you to be able to read uh, as we go here. So with that being said, we are going to hit the main topic first. That is the Final Fantasy VII Remake Review. John, I know you haven't played this yet. No, but I did play the original back on the PS1, back when I was in junior high and everything. And there's a couple of questions I wanted to ask you about the remake compared to the original. Yeah, I uh, have played this in... I have beat it, and I love the ending. The ending is amazing. Uh, Fair warning. Uh, 
Well, here's a question for you. Do you want me to go into spoiler territory in a review, or do you want me to try to keep it as non-spoiler as possible? Let's do non-spoiler as possible, because I'm a bro- I'm broke as a Joe right now, so yeah, let's not do uh, spoilers right now. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. So let's see if we can do this without spoiling things. Well, how about I just run off of your questions? Okay. My first question is this. Does McLeod meet uh, what's what's the other girl that he runs into in the alley whenever right. the whole entire explosion happens at the very beginning? First off, McLeod is um, not Final Fantasy. That is... Um, well, that is part of the... I want to say he was actually part of Final Fantasy, though. If I remember his... You're talking about Cloud, not McCloud. Yeah, Cloud. Cloud is the name from um, Highlander. Right. What I did now, I remember what happened. You know how you can change characters' names? Oh, you changed it. I changed it to McCloud. Yeah, you can't change it here. Okay. So there goes that bummer. (laughs) So so you're stuck with character names. (laughs) Okay. So, question Uh, one. Yeah. (laughs) So what about the whole thing with uh, him meeting her in the alley and all that? Does he still meet her like that or no? Are you talking about Aerith? Yeah, Aerith. I couldn't yeah. remember her name. Yes. Okay. There, a lot of it is the same. They're very, I mean, this is a total uh, remake from top to bottom, as they said in the press release. Uh, and they stay untrue to that. Uh there are added boss battles. There are added mini games. There's unfortunately, and this isn't really a spoiler, so I'm just going to say it. There's a dance mini game, which is absolutely probably the worst part of the game. <laughs> <laughs> it's horrible. There's no way that you can avoid it. But, uh, is it like do... Kids Off with the Final Fantasy characters or what? Yes and no. Mm. It's kind of a match. <laughs> It, it, it's not good. It, it's the weak spot of the game. <laughs> Even you're talking about it sounds like the weak part of the game, though. To be honest, yeah, it, it, it's not a good. Uh, it's not a good take. <laughs> it it should have been cut. Whoever came up with that needs their head examined. That or they were drunk when they did it, or high, <laughs> but... or all of the above. Right. Hey, I could just see him over there. Hey, you know what'd be great? What? Let's put a dance off in Final Fantasy VII, man. That would be awesome. That's exactly it's exactly what it is. It's a dance off. <laughs> it's horrible. I wonder at the end of it it says you got served. <laughs> no, I forget what it says, but I actually I, I got most of the moves. So I, I got a really good score. Okay. So I don't know what it says if you do really bad. Because <laughs> I was putting my full effort into beating the game, even though I cringed this entire. It's like five minutes. Oh wow! It's five minutes of cringe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would want to bypass that as much as possible after doing it for the first five minutes. You know you what I'm saying? Can't. You can't. You have to play it as part of the storyline. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying, though. I mean, I would play it just to, so I can get rid of it as fast as I can. Is basically what I'm saying. It's about three quarters of the way into the game. Okay. 
So yeah, it, it, it's <laughs> it's at a really bad spot, and it uh, just it shouldn't be a thing. <laughs> Does it take you out of the game a little bit with where they put it? Yes, uh, yes. That would be, be different. I will say this: the whole wall market. I don't know if you remember Wall Market. Yeah, I remember Wall Market. Yeah. The Wall Market sequence, it leaves a lot to be desired, to be honest. The end battle is great because you uh, you end up fighting a new character for the game, and it is a pain in the ass. So the payoff is great, but the buildup is horrific. Let's see. Another question. Do you remember uh, when they have to get disguises and they're on the ship and then they have to fight this big boss? We haven't got there yet. The you got to remember these games are broke up episodically. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. So, so uh, episode one. I mean, if you play the original, you already know how it ends. Episode one. Is where they leave Midgar. Okay. Yeah, so that. that's the same. That part's the same. There is a part of the ending that is completely different and it's absolutely fucking batshit amazing. <clears throat> it's a big change with a big character. And I love it because it opens the door. To part two, not even being a remake, it's being a whole brand new game. Because they even tease it uh, towards the last two or three chapters, they tease, they explain to you what one of these new batch of uh, enemies are. And they're not, shouldn't even really call them enemies. They're trying to keep the timeline of fate together. I guess that's the best way I can say it without really spoiling it. But they end up going bye-byes. And uh, the timeline is completely wide open to whatever they want to do now. So this, this batch of things was keeping the timeline straight and narrow with Final Fantasy VII. But now you took out what you had to take out to change the timeline, it shuffles things around. So it, it'll be very interesting because now you have two two different roads that you can diverge down. Right. And the question is, is they both diverge, but will they ever meet together? And I pray that they meet together because that would be so fucking epic. It would make sense for it to connect together, though, opposed to being separated. You know? I so badly want to tell you what the second timeline is, but I can't. Okay. I can't, because it, okay, yes, it is question. the greatest, greatest reveal. I mean, you know the clip, when they, show, when they start showing the clip, you're like, you're playing it in your mind because you played the original game. You know what the clip is. Right. But you see it, and it's different, and it, it's like, yes. 
<laughs> so, I mean, that's like, I'm really teetering on spoiler territory here, so I should probably shut up now. <laughs> okay. Well, so, we can move on to something else we need. <laughs> uh, well, do you have any other questions? That's about it, because that's all I can actually remember from the original Final Fantasy is like, I have a mental block of what the original Final Fantasy is. It's not fresh in my mind because it's been so long. So now I will, because they did reveal this in an article. And I want to say they revealed it in one of the trailers leading up to the release. Uh, so I'm just going to say this up front. Uh, Red 13 is in the game. Don't expect to play him. Okay. He's a great character. He does a lot of great shit, but you do not get to control him, unfortunately. But he's there. So expect to be able to probably play him in part two. All right. So beyond that, that's about the only little morsel I can give you without completely going spoiler. Okay. So. <clears throat> All right. Our next topic is going into TV news now. We were talking a little bit earlier about this today. Uh, Harley Quinn, the animated series that's on the uh, DC app, is going to sci-fi, which is really a head-scratcher, because it makes no damn sense. It really doesn't. Especially when you have a hit show like Harley Quinn on a DC app, which they've been promoting the hell out of, and people are home during quarantine and everything, they can actually binge-watch a couple of episodes of Harley Quinn without having to leave anywhere. Exactly. And it also gets people to subscribe to the DC app, so I don't get where they're coming from, where it's like, hey, we're going to go in and take our sci-fi, take this, and put it on our sci-fi show. You're losing out on money, you're and you're also losing out on the subscribers. There's nothing really going on on the DC app, other than the animated Harley Quinn series. That and the Star Girl, the Star Girl show, but that airs on the CW, too. Right. Oh, I think we lost John. It doesn't make there? any sense. We lost you there for a minute. Oh, I'm back. Yeah, I'm back. All right, what happened? I don't know what happened. But I don't know. It's just like all of a sudden I came back. So, <laughs> But like I said, I mean, it doesn't make any sense at all for them to do this. It's like the minions are working at DC, and they're all over the place, and they don't know what they're doing once again. Yep. And that's always been the hand that bites them. For whatever reason, they get a good thing rolling, they get a good momentum underneath them. And then they just they they screw it up. I feel like, you know, like I said, people can actually binge watch this show if they want to. Download the DC app, subscribe for a couple of months or whatever, like a month or whatever, or how long the DC app is for for free. And then if they want to, they can cancel later on because the, right now, Harley Quinn's like the only show that's going for it right now. So I don't know why they don't, don't want to capitalize on it. Because look at how many people actually subscribe to Disney Plus 
because of the fact of this whole entire quarantine thing and they have their kids. And yes, there's nothing going on with uh, with Disney Plus at all uh, because Mandalorian's done, but you have parents that will actually let their kids well, they, watch like classic movies. They got the Clone Wars right now. The final season of the Clone Wars is going for the next two two more weeks. Right. I remember Christian Harlock and them talking about that. So that's coming to a head. And then Mandalorian season two is coming in October. I believe. Yeah, October is going to be the release date for the Mandalorian. And that's actually going to be one of our uh, stories coming up here pretty directly. So we might as well just kind of segue into that. But uh, Mandalorian season three is already in the works. I'm happy that they're actually doing a season three because it shows that they're confident in season two. But I mean, does that question the whole entire direction of what Christine Kinsey is actually doing too? Because of her always saying, "Well, we're gonna go in this direction," and then they do the exact opposite of what they said they're gonna do. Well, one thing about her is I'm wondering how long she's gonna still be there for. Again, I know Iger just took over uh, Disney again. Because if you didn't know, uh, Iger went and reclaimed uh, Disney on Easter night. Uh, right. He got back into the CEO role. He's actually being active as a CEO again. I remember that. I remember us talking about that. So, with Iger back in the seat, how long does she stick around now? That's that, true. That's the question. Because, I mean, Kennedy is Iger's pick. At least that's my understanding. So, with Iger there, does that extend her role? Or is she still going to end up flaking out here in a short bit on her contracts up? Which I don't know when her contracts up, but right. But I wonder if it'll be like enough is enough with Kathleen Kennedy because of the things that she's doing, and maybe Bob might actually recognize what she's doing and be like, okay, either you go on ahead, put a time out on what you're saying, and do what you say you're going to do, or I'm going to find somebody else that's going to take the reins for. Our Star Wars franchise. Yeah, I mean, so I'm glad that season three is being in the works. Uh, like you said, it means that they have strong belief season two is going to hit the ground running and actually be better than season one, which season one was absolutely batshit crazy. <clears throat> I mean, short of a couple of episodes, but you're going to have a few stinkers. So, right. <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, does that mean that, um, oh, uh, Moff Gideon, I think is his name, does that mean that he stays around for season three, or do we actually deal with him in season two? I think they might actually keep him, though. I mean, it'd be great if they actually keep him. I mean, he's a great actor. Don't get me wrong. He's a great actor. It's just, is he basically going to be the Vader of the Mandalorian series? That's my question. Because if he's going to be the Vader of the Mandalorian season, then by all means, go all in on it. Right. But he could also get killed off within the first couple of episodes, and then we focus on something else. 
Mm-hmm. But then again, that would be a talent wasted if they did do it like that. Yeah, it'd kind of be like a Dooku situation. Right. And I like Dooku in uh, probably the only part of episode two that I actually liked. And then when they offed them immediately in episode three, which I mean, I know that they had to do it because I mean, it's set up for Anakin to become Vader. But still, Dooku seemed like he was a wasted talent. I agree. The, but he did have some amazing transformation going into it in mm-hmm. the second season, second episode. And Maul, I always felt, was wasted talent as well. But now mm-hmm. we have him in Clone Wars and we have him in Rebels. I don't feel that way anymore because his story got flushed out. Right, and I also read his, right. I read his comic too. So, I mean, I can't really say that about Maul anymore. I can't really bitch about Maul because instead of him just having one line in a movie and doing acrobats, <laughs> he actually has some gumps behind him now. He has uh, a story. He has a brother. He has all this torment and horror in his life. I mean, so. I can understand why he is the way he is. Dooku, you really don't have that that much. No, you don't I mean, really have that much. All little bits out there to give you details, but he's not. He doesn't have like a flesh story. Right, he's not as deep as what Maul is or anything. He's kind of like one dimensional in a certain yeah, sense. And when you have Christopher, when you have somebody like Christopher Lee playing the character. I mean, come on, you got to. Gotta give him some props. Me, he's exactly. a great, great actor. <laughs> right, you have to give him some character depth to where he can do for that character. His character has to shine. I mean, don't get me wrong, uh, Alec Guinness. He didn't have much uh, character development with Obi Wan either. But then again, he also thought that the movie he was making was a complete shit pot. So. He, he even, you can read uh, uh, articles where he said that, like, what the hell am I making? Like, why am I doing this? I'm an Academy Award winning actor. Like, I should not be making this shit. <laughs> right. It's like he was, a disgra- it was a disgrace to his mantle on what he achieved. Mm-hmm. That's basically what it is. And then you have people now like Christopher Lee, God rest his soul. He's like, yeah, put me in there. I'm in there. You have Samuel Jackson. Yes, I'm in there, but give me a purple lightsaber and make sure it has a motherfucker on it. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> I like Samuel Jackson in the in the Star Wars films, though, too. Oh, so do I. I'm not yeah. that, but right. it's, I'm just saying that as an example, though. I'm yeah. just saying I like. I just like. I just want to say it. I do. I did like seeing him inside that Star Wars film. It goes to show you that big actors wanted to be a part of that world. I mean, Frank Oz, uh, he, as Yoda, like, it, it's nuts when you, you hear these names now. It's like, for us, they're like, as soon as you say Frank Oz, you think Yoda. As soon as you say Christopher Lee, you either think, uh, oh, can't remember his name for The Life of Me and um, Lord of the Rings. Oh, I know what you're talking about. My nerd, my nerd card needs revoked. I can't think of it. Um, I know the character you're talking about. But you think him or you think Dooku. 
<clears throat> At least those are the two that I think of. Right. James Earl Jones, for me, I think Vader. Like, I hear the name James Earl Jones, I'm immediately Vader. Uh, Harrison Ford, I think Solo, or I think uh, Indy. Mark Hamill is either Luke Skywalker or the Joker. Carrie Fisher, obviously, is Princess Light. Right. So, <clears throat> we take these names for granted. Back then, they were nobody. I mean, Harrison Ford just did American Graffiti before he did Star Wars. Right. So, that just kind of gives you an idea back then what was going on. <clears throat> right, because if you think about it, Star Wars was kind of like an independent project, kind of like a smaller film casting independent unknown actors. Well, actresses. uh, Luke, I can't remember for the life of me the guy's name. He's Japanese. He gave a lot of credit to uh, him, his directing style. I can't, for, I cannot think of his name. And even though I could think of his name, I probably butchered the hell out of it. <laughs> And I just heard the name the other day. But either or, he thanks him for his style of movie making. And that's how he did Star Wars. Is he basically copied that movie style. So, And then he also it, made uh, Star Wars with the money that he made from American Garfiti. Yeah. Which is a good movie. I have not actually watched American Graffiti the whole way through. I do have to watch it the whole way through. It's really good. I have to say, it's it's a really good movie. <clears throat> but yeah, if uh, whoever watches this later in the replay, uh, that or if uh, Kira's still in the room and happens to know the name of the uh, director you're trying to think of in Japan that was Lucas's inspiration. Uh, let me know. Put it in the comments or uh, hit me up on Twitter uh, at hotel underscore nerd 86 because I for life of me I'm blanking on that name and I should know that name and I cannot think of it for the life of me right now. I think I know who you're talking. We're talk you're talking about Sauron before. Yeah, Sauron is normally I cannot think of. And actually, I did think of that name, but I I did the classic movie trivia schmodown trope where I goes, well, I don't know. <laughs> it just came to me all of a sudden. A it's like Christian said. Don't do that. I don't know. Just take a guess. And if you get it right, you get it right. If you don't, you don't. And like Brett said, if you get it completely wrong and you get a laugh out of it, hey, you made the comedy. So, right. Because I, did, did that. I did the whole classic. <laughs> so, oops. <laughs> I should have went with the name that popped in my head and I would have had it right. Right. I, I would have got a point on that. Well, if this was a tag team, I would have gone in. We still would have gone. And fair point. point. Fair point. No <laughs> pun intended. All right. Uh, 
this kind of bleeds a little into anime realm, but uh, Toonami uh, plans to air through 2023 on Adult Swim on Cartoon Network, which is great news for anybody that likes anime and uh, doesn't want to use streaming services like Funimation, G-Roll, High Dive. Uh, then you have the Toonami block. Your anime, you're going to get your My Hero Academia's Black Clover, uh, whatever else they end up having on at the time. But those are the uh, the mainstays right now. So good news for Toonami faithful, and I'm one of them. So I'm loving this news. <clears throat> Granted, I do have Crunchyroll, I do have uh, Formation, so. But, so I just figured I'd throw that in there for all information that was just announced this week, which is great. And speaking of other announcements, the My Hero Academia 85 and Black Clover 124 dub are dropping tonight on automation. So, they did them at home, which I'm loving that they're able to do this at home. It's, that's just awesome. So, it takes a little bit more time, but it gets done. <clears throat> now, moving on to movie news. The first one up the topic is that AMC is not looking to reopen any movie theaters until new films are releasing, and that is not expected until at least July. And there's various people that are reporting AMC has said this. I feel like July is actually a fair, fair time to actually open it up, to be honest. I think that opening it up any sooner is not real, realistic. And if they wanted to, they could actually show some older movies to get some people in there just to try it out. But I think that just putting it in there for for people for later on that for July is actually perfect. Yeah, and I think July they're being a little optimistic. I don't see things opening up that quick. We're not making progress on this COVID like everybody is hoping that we are. Right. <clears throat> I, mean, I say mid July, but I, I I still think that's optimistic. I'm thinking you're looking maybe fall at the earliest, maybe Oscar season, and that's even being optimistic on my end. <laughs> right. So, but who knows? Maybe somebody will come up with something and we'll kill this song a bit. I'm hoping. I think everybody is, to be honest. <clears throat> and on that note, also, uh, well, what would what come out in July that? If this would happen. Uh, Ghostbusters was supposed to come out in July. It's already pushed. Right, but I'm just saying, that movie in particular was supposed to come out in July. Mm -hmm. and then we had a series of other movies, but that got pushed back too. So everything that was supposed to come out in July got pushed back. Yeah, so their whole expectation window of opening in July, it's pretty much shot in the ass. 
Right. Unless they have some other movies on the back burner that we don't know about that they want to go ahead and put out. I could see New Mutants dropping in July if they were reopen. What was that? I said I could see New Mutants dropping in July if they reopen. True. So, yeah, it's possible, I suppose. Like I said, if uh, it'd be different if there was a bunch of movies that were supposed to be slated for uh, July, I could see that happening. Mm-hmm. But there isn't anything coming out now. That's even worth going to see, as far as I'm concerned. Unless they decide, oh, you know what? Let's go in here and release Ghostbusters after all, since this pandemic is over with. To be honest, if they put Ghostbusters Afterlife out, I would go, but I'd go to an extremely late showing one night just to make, be the only person in the theater. <laughs> you know what, though? I would like to actually have them do drive-in, drive-in movie theaters for right now to be on the safe side. Yeah, I I could agree with that. I, I would watch it drive-in. You know, just just for right now, until this whole entire pandemic's over with, then we can go back to movie theaters. Because I'm not a big fan of being cramped up in a car or whatever, but I like, if it's to keep us safe, I'm all for it. Alright, you still have me? Yeah, I still have you. You're good. Alright, I was getting a little bit of feedback there, so that's why I switched over to the headset. Let me do something on my end real quick because I'm hearing some kind of crackling on my end. So let me go on ahead. I'll be right back. All right. While he's doing that, as you can see down at the bottom, uh, this is going to be the next topic that we we're actually going to talk about <clears throat> is that the release schedule uh, has gone through a major overhaul again. And uh, first up is Morbius, which hasn't changed since they changed it before March 19th, 2021. Venom, which also has a um, title now, it's Let There Be Carnage, which I th- I still think it should be Maximum Carnage, to be honest. We'll get John's opinion here once he pops back in. All right. You there? What's my opinion? <laughs> yeah, I'm here. I was talking about the release schedule. I started going into the release schedule that I have going down mm-hmm. here at the bottom. <clears throat> Morbius hasn't changed since they changed it before. Venom 2. I thought they changed the release date. They did, but not okay. this time. Venom 2 is now June 26, 2021, and it's also got a title called Let There Be Carnage. I think it should be maximum carnage, but that's my opinion. I that we would get yours when you came back. I think uh, the title is fine, you know. I think it's settled because maximum carnage, I think they would be like, people would be like, okay, what is that? What does maximum mean? What is the mystery behind that whole entire thing? I'm not familiar with maximum carnage. I know who carnage is, but what is this maximum thing that they're talking about? So to an average moviegoer and everything, they might not even know who what that is. Yeah, uh, Carnage up there. 
That's true. I never really thought about that. I just Maximum Carnage sounds a lot more in your face. Right. I gotcha. And when I think Carnage, the character, I think in your face, like I'm going to wreck shit. I could see that because that's actually how Carnage is. He's in your face and everything, and he's going to wreck havoc on you. So I can actually see it from that perspective, too. And then uh, Spider-Man 3, which is does not have a title at the moment, uh, still July 16th, 21. So tomorrow, War, I'm not familiar with. That I'm not familiar got- with that one either. Pushed to July 23rd of 21. Let's see what the next one is here. There was the so many. There's so many of them. Mission Impossible 7, November 19th, 2021. And from what I read, they completely scrapped the entire Italian portion of the shoot for that. So I guess they're redoing part of the movie completely. Which you can't blame them. No, not at all. At this rate and everything, you can't really blame them for wanting to change the setting and everything else because of this whole entire uh, thing that's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thor, Love and Thunder. I know I have it down as Thor 3, and I, I noticed that as soon as I put the ticker up here. It's but actually honestly, Thor 4. Right. Um, is basically a Valentine's Day movie now, which, considering the title of Thunder, kind of makes sense. Right. It definitely does. And not only that, but we saw the success of Deadpool and what it can do. On oh, yeah. Day, so. Oh, so, yeah. So, you know, to have Thor, Love, and Thunder on there is definitely going to make some bang, especially on Valentine's Day. Dungeon and Dragons, May 27th, 2022. I actually forgot that one was even being made. <clears throat> I didn't even hear anything about that one, to be honest. I heard about that like a year and a half ago, and then I hadn't heard anything since. It was kind of one of them quietly announced things and then kind of faded away. And they already have Mission Impossible 8 slated for November 4th, 2022. So. Apparently, we're getting a Mission Impossible saga. (laughs) I'm okay with that. Just no more MI2s. So I asked. (laughs) MI2 was horrible to get through. But yeah, I mean, like I said before, there's a lot of changes to try to remember and keeping your head space with everything else that's going on. So exactly. Hence why I did the ticker. And we'll keep that up for a little bit while we talk about the next topic, which is the Hunger Games prequel. The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes is greenlit and it's gonna have the same director, Francis Lawrence. I be honest, I've never watched any of the Hunger Games movies. I watched the first one, and that was it. <laughs> I they yeah. just never appealed to me. To be honest with you, they didn't really appeal to me. But I was like, you know what? It's got to be good. It's got to be like close enough to Battle Royale, which is actually an awesome movie. So I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna give up. I'm gonna give the Hunger Games a chance. 
but I didn't feel the need to have to go back and watch the other two films or anything like that because I was like, you know what? I saw I saw the Hunger Games. I know what it's about. I don't need to see the other two movies because of the fact that we have Katniss who's trying to get uh, food for her family and trying to try and bring it back once she wins this whole entire game. But then there's this whole entire other round two that actually happens within the movie. But I felt like you know what? I'm one and done. I'm done with that. Same thing with the the, the detergent movie, which is also the Divergent series. I call it the detergent series, just like John Schnepp calls it, because of the fact that I saw the very first Divergent movie, I didn't really feel the need to want to go ahead and say, you know what, I think I want to check these characters out again and watch two more movies of them. So, I was just one and done with that as well. For a prequel and everything, this is dealing with the person that's actually putting together this whole entire Hunger Games thing, uh, the coming up from where he was and to him for, for him coming up with the whole entire district and with this whole entire tournament. So there's that aspect to it. But even then I don't really care for the hunger games. I'm not a fan of the hunger games or anything like that. I'm not hungry for it, but you know, this is another thing too. And I mentioned this on my podcast as well with my, with Tamika. I said, um, you know, I wonder if people are still going to be hungry for the Hunger Games. I wonder if people are going to want to go out and spend any more money on the Hunger Games. Especially this. The book doesn't come out until May. The new book. I didn't even know there was a new book coming out. That's how not invested I am. (laughs) Yeah. The book comes out on May. So the first reactions of the fans is going to be what this thing is going to look like to me because of the fact that when you first get the book there's going to be that hype surrounding it and then after that it's going to be the fans reactions so them saying that they want to go on ahead and make a prequel out of a movie that's not even out yet and they don't even have the fans reactions yet for it makes me kind of hesitant as to what what they're going to do with it because um, i mean don't get me wrong i think that it's a good thing that they want to fire while the iron is hot but there is a such thing as being too optimistic where you wind up having a book out and you don't even have the fans' reactions of how this book is. Yeah, so, don't yeah. pull Power Rangers and be on and say, we're going to make six movies when the first one hasn't even dropped yet. Right. <laughs> but I get the fact that... These or don't do a dark have... universe where you go, oh, we're going to make a dark universe and before the first one even comes out and it'd be holy shit. <laughs> right. But, now, the measure of tried to lock it twice, and it was shit both times. Exactly. But yeah, I get the fact that this franchise made money, but I just don't. I don't know what this is. This movie's gonna look like, and I don't know the fans' reactions when they read the book. So, there's that. Yeah, makes sense. Like I said, I didn't even know there was a book coming. I thought was already out. <laughs> so, you know, my, my, my thought was, oh, they're making a prequel. There must be a book because you know, the rest of them were based off books. That was just, you know, me to come moviegoer. Just yeah. thinking that. It's like, oh, the book must already be out and the book must be okay because they're making a movie. <laughs> right. Because that was my first initial thought as well. Then I clicked the link. I'm like, wait, there's a book, but there isn't a book. The book is not even out on the shelf yet. So, 
I'm like, okay, let me try and make this as professional as I can and give my thoughts on this because I feel like that, you know, it's too soon, especially without the fans' reaction. Oh, yeah. Well, you remember correctly, the Harry Potter series kind of felt the same way there towards the end because she was rushing to get the books out to try to keep ahead of the movies. That's why the movies were getting pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed. But that actually made sense, though, because by the end of it, by the time Harry Potter actually wrapped up, it made sense the way that they wrapped it up. The books, not the movies, the books. <laughs> well, I'm talking about, well, I was disappointed in the fifth Harry Potter movie because I wanted that big old huge battle scene that was in the fifth book. Oh, you're talking about the mystery of the Department of Mysteries. The Order of the Phoenix, yeah, there was that that whole entire thing with that. But then they, remember that battle was there. No, no, no. Remember when they go over to Hogwarts? It's the Battle of Hogwarts. That's the seventh book. That's the seventh book. Okay, seventh book. Okay, I couldn't remember. Remember. Yeah, the, the Department of Ministry. My my disappointment. The third book, I absolutely hate the third book. Third book, third movie, I absolutely hate both of them. Especially the third movie because it totally screws I didn't the like timeline the third movie. up. The, the third the third one, the movie itself is a total clusterfuck. <clears throat> I mean, then again, it also gave her a director who said he never heard of Harry Potter until he was asked to direct the movie. So, hence the clusterfuck. <laughs> but. Yeah, I the third movie and the third the third book in general just is not a good book. <clears throat> I mean, it's great that they introduce Sirius and they introduce some depth to Harry's story. I love that. I give me more depth. I'll take depth every day of the week. But it could have been done better. I the fourth my favorite book is the fourth book. And I think it's also the movie that suffered the most. And one was because I wanted to do what it's seen with the World Cup. And I felt that the the task for the Triwizard Cup World Cup went way too short. Granted, I thought Voldemort's return was like excellent. Like did not have done any better. That's exactly how I picture it. I agree with you. Dark <clears throat> film, like especially at the very beginning, I'm like, wait a second, did I just miss out on everything that happened with Harry? But yeah, the the fourth book has all this, all these big events that happen. Like the Quidditch World Cup is like the big first act, and then the movie's like boom, 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 boom. and now we're at Hogwarts. The fuck? <laughs> right, it just didn't slow down. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I don't, I like a movie that doesn't slow down, but I also like some slow pacing to it. So, I wanted to see the Quidditch World Cup, at least like five minutes of it. But they go from all the events with the Riddle House to God. I'm just my knowledge here. Riddle House. To the Weasley House, to the Port Key, to Ground, to 
going to the World Cup, and they do the old ceremonies, and then they go and they, and then they're celebrating the win in the tent at the campground, and then the dark mark, and then it's like, oh yeah, by the way, we're at Hogwarts again. The fuck. Right. <laughs> so. I uh, I I could make an entire video, and maybe we we might just do that, break down the entire Harry Potter series, but I could do a whole video on that. Oh, I can do. So, I, I I have strong opinions on the movies. Let's see. Um, what else did we want to get into? Oh, next on our list of things to talk about is this is a story update, actually, uh, from last episode. We have an announcement for a launch date for HBO Max, which is May 27th. So I plan on getting this because I know Green Lantern's coming, and there's a bunch of stuff that's on HBO and Cinemax that I want to watch that I've never watched before. Like Oz, The Sopranos, um, the, the, the Game of Thrones. You like, also have uh, Westworld. Yep, the new Stephen King show that's going to be coming out on uh, HBO Max. So I have a reason to buy HBO Max. So, which is the outside, which is a good series, by the way. Thank you. I was trying to think of the name of that. I couldn't think of it. But I've been hearing great things about that. To be honest with you, man, it's a great book to TV adaptation. I heard it's a complete mind fuck. It is. It'll mess you up. Your mind will be totally blown by the time that you get done with the whole entire season. So, And I, I love movies and shows like that, so... <laughs> That's the reason why I I'll be honest, it's the reason why I love the ending of Final Fantasy VII remake is because it's a total mind fuck. And the Sopranos is good all the way up until you get down to like the last couple of seasons. Yeah. So what you're saying is they overstayed their welcome. Well, not really. It's just the way that David Chase decided to end it <laughs> the way he did. Hmm. All right. right. Other than that, though, the writing is really good. I strongly recommend The Sopranos. All right. <clears throat> and now to the other, the big news story, and this would have been the lead topic if we wanted done the Final Fantasy room. Um, Fandango is announcing that they're acquiring Voodoo, which kind of came completely out of left field. <laughs> That's kind of weird. Yeah. But they, not really, though. Because Fandango can actually do a lot more digital releases. Yeah, I know. that It makes sense. I'm just saying, like, it's like the CEO of Fandango woke up one morning, called the CEO of Voodoo, <laughs> which ends up being the CEO of Walmart, and goes and <laughs> says, hey, I want to buy this from you. I'm... Uh, Comcast CEO, I want to buy this from you, Walmart CEO. And Walmart CEO goes, Okay, 
No problem. We're just going to go on ahead. We'll have a couple of meetings, have a cup of java, and see what happens. Let's go grab a beer. Let's talk about perfect. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm fine with it, too. It's just, it was like, nobody was talking about it, and all of a sudden, I was like, oh, yeah, by the way. <laughs> Hi, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the Mortal Kombat guy coming and go, whoopsie. <laughs> <laughs> That's one crazy. of them type moments. Or you have uh, Ryu from Street Fighter that goes, uh, has that little sound effect in there too. <laughs> I I'm not familiar with Street Fighter, to be honest. Oh, wow. It's woohoo or something like that. Anyways, it's uh, that's a bad impression. <laughs> I'll just stick to uh, my other impressions. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> All right. I'm going to put up the first anime ticker for the delayed anime. <laughs> and move on to our next bit of news, which this the next two topics are in gaming news. And the first one is, if you're a Magic the Gathering fan and you play Magic the Gathering Arena, and if you've ever done Magic the Gathering drafts, you're going to love this, because Arena just introduced player-on-player -player drafts. You play with seven other live players, and you do live drafts, and you do live play. You see seven players in the new Ikora Lair of the Behemoths of I have played it. It is very well done, and I'm loving every bit of it. I remember when we talked about that when it was first announced that they were doing that. They were rumbling that they were going to do it. Then they just kind of came out and said, oh, yeah, by the way, we're, we're doing it. They came out like the day of. They said, oh, yeah, at like 12 o'clock time, you're going to have to download this update because this is happening. This is a thing. <laughs> right. So, and it's like, okay. <laughs> Good surprise. I, we take that surprise. Every day of the week, we will take that surprise. <laughs> the other big bit of gaming news is there will be no WWE 2K game for the year 2020. Uh, unknown why at the moment. I uh, would assume that it has to do with COVID. But right now, it is unknown at the moment. They're supposed to have a press conference Monday afternoon, I believe it is. So, we'll see what Vince and them have to say. But there is no game for WWE coming out this year. So, well, enjoy, no, your, right, enjoy your glitchy 2019. <laughs> <laughs> well, not only that, but if you think about it too, Vince also laid off a lot of the wrestlers that he used to have. Yeah, Vince. So it makes kind of sense. Vince is not doing very good moves at the moment. <clears throat> you get rid of the likes of Carl Anderson. Get rid of the likes of Anderson and Gallows, and uh, but you keep your. 
Brock Lesnar's and your uh, Goldberg's and your John Cena's, so all your part-timers. I mean, even The Undertaker. You, you keep all these high hitters on the payroll around. You should have cut those guys first. Because they're not in for titles. They're, I mean, other than Lesnar and Goldberg, but Goldberg's pretty much shot himself in the foot, so they're not going to use him for a while. Lesnar, God only knows what he's going to do. Right. Gronkowski, why even sign him? He's back playing football down at Tampa now. Right. So that was a waste. So, like, what was the point? But that's my opinion. What do I know? <laughs> well, we'll find out later on. Yep. Now I have going all of the anime cons that are canceled for this year. Unfortunately, I got a feeling this list is going to get bigger. I got a feeling all of these lists are going to get bigger. <laughs> so. Uh, in, unless you have some topics you want to talk about, I'm freshly out. Okay, so what I wanted to talk about was the, well, I know that we were talking about shows that I binged or whatever. I just got done binging Hunters, which is with Al Pacino. And basically, it's about these group of people that were in concentration camps and they're hunting Nazis. And trying to get revenge on the people that um, tortured them and stuff like that. And Nazis are actually living in the United States. And you also have this other character named Jonah. Jonah's grandmother was part of the Holocaust movement and stuff like that. And basically, she winds up getting killed. Then it turns into a whole entire thing where he wants to go on ahead and seek revenge for uh, his grandmother's death. And then, of course, Al Pacino tries to go on ahead and tell tells him, no, you shouldn't do this or anything like that. This is just strictly for hunters like us. You, your grandmother wouldn't want this for you or anything like that. And you just need to go on ahead and keep doing what you're doing. And this, of course, takes place in the 1970s, whenever after the whole entire uh, end of the war. So... That's what the whole entire plot line is. But the, the, this whole entire show has twists and turns all over the place. When you think you have one thing figured out, there's something else going on. I mean, in fact, I, my favorite character on the show is Sister Harriet. She's actually a nun that kills Nazis. And she's just a total badass. <laughs> <laughs> and the way they introduce the characters in like the third or fourth episode... And it goes into the kid's head pretty much and Jonah's head on how they're getting introduced. Like you have Sister Harriet. It reminds me straight off like a comic book type thing where it's like we have Roxy. And then Roxy has this big old huge Afro hair style in the 1970s. And she's and it's just crazy on how they actually do it. And then they have this actor who's supposed to be popular. And he's killing Nazis with them. It's all Jewish people getting revenge on what they did to either their relatives or related them somehow or another to the Holocaust. So I strongly recommend that show. And Al Pacino, of course, you can't go wrong with Hua. <laughs> you can't get a, 
uh, you can't go wrong with Al Pacino in this film, in this TV series. And it's actually a 10 part, it's actually a 10 episode binge. So you can actually binge watch this and everything throughout the week. And it's no, they all, are they all one hour or are they longer? They're all one hour episodes. And I also want to mention this Jonah and his friends reminds me of us as nerds and everything too, because they're all into comic books and everything else. And they want to do something that's actually noble and actually how they try and relate to Batman or stuff like that. So I actually like that aspect as well. And they're even into Star Wars. They're into the whole entire geek culture. As a matter of fact, Jonah actually owns or runs a comic book shop in the show. Nice. <laughs> so it's actually, and I'm going to tell you this, the opening scene of that show is, I'm going to be honest with you, I, my jaw dropped. because how Yeah, I've been hearing that. A lot of people I've heard say that the opening scene is basically a ball buster. It really <laughs> is because of the fact that it goes from being all happy within the first three minutes, and then it goes into being very damn dark and like less than five, five minutes. Damn. So, yeah. Because picture this, you're actually seeing a barbecue scene in the show. And you're thinking everything's going to go happy-go-lucky because they're, the, the na- neighbors are coming over there. You have the people, uh, you have those guys, kids that are in the swimming pool. You have your neighbors over. People are grilling. Everything's all supposed to be happy and everything. And then shit just goes down. <laughs> but... <laughs> So it actually sets the tone for the show for Hunters. Cool. So uh, then I watched Extract, which is on Netflix with Thor with Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> and it's a damn good movie. Uh, I don't know. I've been hearing good things yet. about it that it's cut together real well. Let me just say this it's basically John Adult Thor mixed in with John Wick kicking some ass. The whole, uh, basically, you have this guy who is trying to is in Bangladesh. He's actually ex-military, or he's part of Black Ops. Anyways, he's in Bangladesh. He has to try and rescue this kid, and basically, the kid don't even trust him, and he doesn't trust the kid or anything like that. So usually, it's the other way around in these movies where the person who they're trying to rescue is trying to is actually going to trust that person, but it's the exact opposite of where the kid don't even trust him. At this point, because of the fact that this big, huge uh, dictator wants to kidnap him because he's related to um, the father who's into some bad, shady stuff. And so it's up to Thor himself to go ahead and rescue him. And it also has the guy from Stranger Things in it, too. Uh, the one that plays the plays Harper, the sheriff. He's in I don't it. know. I never watched Stranger Things yet. You haven't? You need to check that out. But anyway. <laughs> Um, There's a lot of things I gotta catch up on. Being a dad's kind of killed my nerd card a little bit. (laughs) But I have no life. I have no kids. So, (laughs) but what I have to say is this: the stylization for the stunts is a very John Wick kind of feel to it. It actually has this in one scene. It kind of feels like a one shot, and then the and then guess what? It, the camera kind of pan, pan goes around to where you see some other stuff that's actually going down. And then it goes back over to where uh, Hemsworth is. 
and goes on ahead and focuses on those characters. I mean, it is just a really well-built movie. The only thing I didn't really care for is the shaky cam with action movies because I don't like shaky cam in action movies. And John Wick is the formula of what you do, the epitome of what you do right in action movies. Because yeah. you don't need to have shaky cams to make a good action movie. And so I think that this movie's really well put together. Chris Hemsworth does a really good job, especially whenever he kicks ass and everything with his martial arts and everything too. It's just really good. So that's the two things that I would recommend. Nice. Now, what I'm binging is I'm binging through NCIS right now. Uh, as you can tell, the TV behind me. Uh, I'm on... Season 10, I'm almost midway through season 10 right now. <clears throat> and it started all the way back from the beginning. So, it actually, I'm enjoying actually watching it straight through like this. I'm actually enjoying it a lot more, watching it through. <clears throat> uh, and I've also been slowly picking off at the Inuyasha episodes. I've never watched Inuyasha before. So, uh, giving it a go. Being honest, I'm struggling to get going with Inuyasha. Uh, granted, I have met my favorite character in Inuyasha, <laughs> Shishomaru. So, like, he's my favorite character, even though he's a guy, he's my favorite character. So, hey! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's what I've been watching. Oh, sweet. What about. I know that we were talking about ranking our bad boys films. Do you still want to do that? Uh, yeah, we could. I mean, we're only a little over an hour right now, so. Yeah, are you planning on watching all of them again, straight through, <laughs> like I did? Yeah, because I just because that was movie. that. Actually, I'll be honest. One, two things. One, I already said to you, is it makes Bad Boys for Life so much more brilliant. And two, it actually elevates Bad Boys too. When you watch them in sequence, back to back like that, okay. it, it makes Bad Boys 2 a better movie. Okay. And as a matter of fact, I just ordered the whole entire collection for like 30 bucks off of Walmart. So... Yeah, I would say it's definitely worth watching all three of them back to back because I did that and I loved it. All right, we'll do that for the next segment then. And I honestly, I thought I was going to eat uh, Bad Boys watching it again because it was it came out what almost twenty years ago. <laughs> yeah, back in ninety three. I remember that because I was ten years old. Uh, that was ninety five. I want to say 95, maybe, because that's also during the time of the Fresh Prince days, too. But yeah, yeah, it, it was 95. It was 95. But it I, actually ages pretty well. And uh, Tia Leone, I didn't realize, is in this movie. I did not realize that was Tia Leone, because I'm used to seeing her with blonde hair. Right. And the first time I remember seeing her was Deep Impact. And then the she became she became the lead on Madam Secretary. That's where I know her from. And then I'm watching Bad Boys again. Tia Leone shows. I was like, 
wait. So I had to go on IMDb and look at the cast. It's like, son of a bitch, it's her. <laughs> <laughs> I so, really like her. I, love, I really like her as an actress. Yeah, she's definitely, I would say she fits on the underrated category for definite. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah, we'll definitely do that for next time for the Bad Boys segment. All right, so uh, I guess we're pretty close to wrapping up here. So I mean, if you got any other uh, recommendations or any plugs or anything that you want to get in. Well, let's see here. Today on my podcast at Movie Loves Unite, you can check out the newest episode where I actually reviewed four movies. I reviewed the Jay and Silent Bob reboot. I ended Which I up, need to watch. It's actually not that bad. Surprisingly, I was actually thinking that this is going to be the same repetitive jokes that we would get from Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back. But it has a little bit of that in there, but it actually does a really good job. I would have to say, I was not disappointed with this movie that much. Now answer me one question. Okay. I have a spoiler. Do not answer it. Okay. But is Mark Hamill in this? Uh, yeah. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to tell you this too. Val Kilmer also makes a cameo. No shit! Yes. And nice. you're going to geek out where they put him. <laughs> so... He's in it. Joe Maganello's in it. Um, and a couple of other cameos. Well, there's always cameos in Jay and Silent Bob movies. Right. Of course, Ben Affleck is doing I was going to say, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon you need to be somewhere in there. Matt Damon was hilarious in this one for a cameo. I'm going to tell you that. Because I think Let's they're in every Jay and Silent Bob movie, aren't they? Yeah. But where they place Matt Damon in is just perfect and everything. And it goes back to the dogma days. Oh, nice. So, nice. Um, then I reviewed uh, Jay and Silent Bob. I did a review on Extract today. I did a movie. I watched Underwater, which is with Christian uh, Stewart. I love I love the underwater jokes on SEN. I love them see, so much. I didn't see that. <laughs> oh my god, the SEN jokes are great. Uh, was it? It was back episode? when it was back when Underwater first came out in theaters in January. The, oh oh Jesus, the underwater <laughs> jokes. <laughs> I think I remember those. <laughs> I just, you, you should message Christian and ask him for the underwater joke. See if he can clip them out or have him clip them out. Okay. Because um, they're they're great. I know they're in Jan they're either January or February. They're either one of those two months. Let's see here. Um, another thing too that I want to mention is the underwater movie wasn't that great. It was one dimensional. Well, that that's why that was like the whole bit of the jokes on yeah. SEN. <laughs> saying about the best part, uh, somebody was acting like Kristen Stewart. If I remember correctly, the one that comes to my mind is the best part of Underwater is when she drowns. <laughs> I can agree to that, and the best part is when T.J. Miller dies. So, 
because I found them annoying in that movie. But I did that extract. Oh, yeah, The Gentleman with Matthew McConaughey. I, I want to watch that. Dude, it is fantastic. Guy Ritchie did a really good job at this movie and everything. Uh, basically, you have Matthew McConaughey who wants to get out of the whole entire business of selling weed. And he's actually doing it underground and the and everything too so it's actually really good and then you have yeah, I, I passed one to watch Bad Boys for Life I would have to say Bad Boys for Life is great but Guys Richie's movie rules over that and everything for me because of the fact that you know the whole entire plot line is really good the chemistry between all the actors and actors is really spot on and everything, and I had a lot of fun just watching this and wondering how this thing's actually going to untangle. Especially too, when you have one plot line that that you think that's actually figured out, there's something else that happens within that plot line that's actually a big twist. And then once that gets revealed, there's another plot twist. So it's a plot twist within a plot twist. <laughs> so basically, you'd have M Night Shyamalan popping and going, "What a twist!" Right, what a twist. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that's all that I have, though, for the four things that I did for today, for today's podcast. It wraps up in like 17 minutes, so you'll be able to watch, listen to that and no problem. Cool. All right. Yeah, and uh, just also throwing a reminder out uh, that we're going to be doing tentatively right now. This is all pending on my work schedule because I'm going back to work on Monday. Um. We uh, are going to be on Jay. Uh, he was on a couple weeks ago with us. Uh, we're going to be on his uh, podcast, the SEM After Live Show. Uh, May, yeah, I'm blanking here. May eighth. May eighth. That's when I think he said we're recording. I thought it was the eighteenth. No, I. I'm pretty sure it's the eighth. Okay. <clears throat> but uh, well, let me see here real quick. And I did message him about that the other day. Let's see how far back that is. Yeah, it's May eighth because remember I had it in the show notes yeah. May seventh. That's right. May 8th. Okay. So actually, we're supposed to be recording a couple days prior to that. It'll drop May 8th. Okay. <clears throat> and that's the tentative date unless my work schedule screws everything up. Okay. So, uh, and if it does, then we'll reschedule and we'll let everybody know. So, okay. fingers crossed that my work schedule doesn't fuck everything up. <laughs> so, right. uh, other than that, I don't have any uh, anything to announce. To be honest, I'm Same here. out of material. <laughs> I am too, for the first time. So, so <laughs> uh, this has been a great show, though. What's that? This has been a great show, though. Seriously, it, I think we're getting better. To be honest, I think so too. Uh, I'm I'm starting to learn how to use uh, StreamYard a lot better, so. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> but uh, 
Now, if we don't have anything else, then I guess we'll just sign off here. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at hotel underscore nerd 86. You can also find us both uh, at the hotel nerd uh, Facebook group. And you can also find both of us now being I added John as an admin to uh, the hotel nerd network page. Uh, you'll find both of us there posting things periodically more John than me uh, as of late. <laughs> Yeah, right now I have a couple of news articles and stuff like that that I typed out, so you guys can check that out. I posted a couple of memes here and there, so you'll be able to check that out as well. Yeah, so, uh, John, let them know where they can reach you at. You can find me at Movie Loves Unite on Facebook, Instagram, and by the way, the Facebook group, the Facebook page is actually going to be Movie Loves Unite and TV Loves Unite at um of course on facebook and then of course on instagram at movie lovers unite and then you can also find me on twitter at movie lovers unit <laughs> and you can also stupid 15 character rule right <laughs> they couldn't give me one e. <laughs> they couldn't get for to give me at least an e at the very end of that but anyways you can also it sounds like a c rank porno <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> but you can also find me on Twitter at John Dig Gregorio on Twitter, so you can follow me there. And that's pretty much it. And then, of course, you can also uh, follow my podcast at Movie Loves Unite. Yeah, and if you don't want to watch the video portion of this, and actually, we should probably be saying this at the beginning too, is we also have replays on audio as well once the uploads are done on YouTube. So, right. uh. I have to remember to put that at the beginning from now on as well because people aren't willing to watch the video. Kind of pointless to say it at the end of the video. <laughs> right. And then you can also put that in the description with the audio, put the link to the audio. Well, the audio is available on all the major uh, podcast subscribers. Subscriptions. Right, but like, right. But I'm talking about like the video format. You can also put that in there too. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Yep. All right. All right. Have a good night. You too. All right. Later, everybody.